Welcome to Healing at the Heart of the Matter. Each episode offers profound insights to understanding the unseen influences and hidden dynamics behind your deepest issues so that you may actually live your heart's desire. I'm Krista Gerard, the founder of the Center for Systemic Healing, joined by my lovely co-host Megan Gunzorek. We are pleased to bring you this program on the paradigm-shifting work of systemic family constellations. Through constellation work, we experience that when we heal at the heart of the matter, matter transforms. Hi, Megan. How are you today? I'm great, Krista. I'm excited for our topic, the morphogenic field. How would you like to uh, open this topic for us, Krista? Thank you. I, I think I'm just going to begin with just a, just a moment for us to take a breath and kind of drop into the space of this podcast as is, is creating its own field, which we'll be talking about. But maybe just we just want to take a breath. And if somebody's driving, of course, they're going to keep their eyes open. But just a minute, just to give us a break um, and feel ourselves and our bodies. And just begin to connect to something a little deeper than our everyday attentions and what we are drawn to and distracted by, but just drop into a deeper space. And with that, I want to speak to this little series of reorientation that we're working with here, reorientation to life and shift in perception. Um, with episode one, we really spoke about that shift in perception when we become in touch with the movement of life, the natural movement of life. and the attribute of that it is a continuum and where we find ourselves in that as a leading edge of consciousness within that continuum with our family lineage. And so today with this subject of the morphogenic field, it's it's another way of shifting our perception and becoming in touch with what else is present with us all the time that we really may not be in touch with or connected to as a resource, but it is something that's always, always present. So um, you, you might ask, what is, what is a field? What is a morphogenic field? And the way I would answer that is, is very simply, a field is a naturally occurring region of influence that holds order and wholeness. And I'll, I'll say that again. A field is a naturally occurring region of influence that holds order and wholeness. 
So it's, it's what we see in nature and we're seeing it in nature all the time, but we're not really realizing what we're seeing probably. We're seeing it in our lives and I, I know we're definitely not seeing it in our lives all the time. But if we look to nature, um, you know, we see amazing, you probably have seen, uh, the wonderful videos of the murmur of starlings that, you know, here are these hundreds of these magnificent birds and they're flying in this formation they're shifting and turning and swirling as if they were one being and it's it's just stunning to watch it's breathtaking and this is you know this is something that science has been studying it's been studying how are these societal groups of beings creatures uh how are they oriented their lives, what is bringing order to their movement? And um, they began to study through the perspective of them as a field. And this is bringing uh, a very new understanding of how, how is this possible? How is this, you know, the symphony of movement, how is that even possible? Because there's a greater field of influence that's bringing order and wholeness. And, you know, we can see an ant colony. Uh, that's all about one thing. And it definitely looks like there is a lot in operation there. But it's not led by their brains. <laughs> it's led by their field. So it's, it's really, um, it's pretty extraordinary, even with a pack of wolves. You know, a pack of wolves is connected through this field. And, you know, we can see it when the wolves leave their young to go out hunting. And many times it's across great distance. Um, the field isn't broken. It's stretched. They remain connected to their young. They remain connected to those that stayed behind. And if one thing were to change in one member, it can affect the others, even through that distance. But it's through this experience of the group field um, in these animals. Um, so is this, is this something that, that you've experienced just in, in nature, Megan, or does this make sense to you? Well, yeah, I can see it in, in different species. Uh, school of, of fish comes to mind as far right. as the movement in the water. And I've seen video of the murmurings of the starlings and, and how it, you know, they, they shift their form so quickly and in, in sync that, you know, there's just not, there's not the, time for them to individually recognize it or sense that it's just this feel that they're in, almost engulfed in and, and it's, it's has its life of its, of its own. Right. Right. So it's like a, it's like a, a, a split second that this shift occurs. And, um, you know, even in our dogs, I, oh, I know what I was going to say this, of course, this, 
this term, the morphogenic field, was really uh, brought to the forefront by the biophysicist Rupert Sheldrake. And he's done uh, a tremendous amount of research and work in this area and, and bringing it forward. Um, he had a lot of people working with him. I mean, he was using the public and, and taking their, their feedback and, um, really, uh, putting it to work in his research. And one of the first things he wrote about was the dogs and, you know, the phenomenon of, of dogs and how dogs know when their master is coming home, uh, when their owner is coming home. And, you know, I think we've all experienced something like that with our pets. Um, we hear stories. Uh, a family goes on vacation. They get their dog. They go camping. And, you know, they're 50 miles from home. And somehow their dog gets lost. And they leave. And, you know, a couple weeks later, a month later, their dog shows up on, on the doorstep. How is that possible? Because well, you're that, saying that there's a field that the dog is a part of. Right. Can you explain that a little bit further? Well, just in saying that, I'm realizing, you know, that part, that dog has become part of the family field. You know, so he's connected in. I mean, that that really kind of stretches the, the boundaries of our understanding. But it's it's not really that much different than uh, what we experience with the family constellations. It really isn't that different at all. And there's, you know, there's another correlation as well um, that speaks to, there's a correlation here to, to quantum theory uh, in that particles that have been together and then are separated remain connected even at a distance so that a change in one immediately affects a change in the other. Uh, this is what scientists call entanglement. And it's interesting that when we started doing this work 30 years ago, um, this was one of the terms that we use to speak to how we are identified how we are connected and that word entangled has always been um, part of the languaging of that. So another attribute of the morphic field or the morphogenetic field is it has an inherent memory and that's kind of what we were talking about with the dog. Uh, it's, you know, it's present in so many things in migration and uh, honing in and, and finding nesting spots that have been used year after year after year. But every field has an inherent memory. Uh, this is where we become in touch with what we're working with, with a family constellation work, is how specific events and conditions that existed in the family's past continue as patterns and behaviors in our present. 
So that's just something, you know, to, to take in and, um, and just to be in touch with you know, the, the saying that, you know, we've all heard the saying, wherever you go, there you are. Um, and as we become in touch with, <laughs> with this field theory, um, wherever I go, there is a lot more than just me. So wherever I go, there is my family field. Um, as a professional constellation facilitator, I belong to organizations. So wherever I go, there is that field, that organizational field. Um, I am an American citizen. So that is present with me. So there's, there's, there are fields of holding and belonging for not just animals and not just families, but for, for any system that requires, uh, belonging. So it's interesting because we can identify, we can see the different types of fields in nature, um, the fish, the birds, but we often don't see that we as human beings, as animals ourselves, are actually mm-hmm. organized in these fields as well. And like you, you just brought up different types of fields that we belong to. And then our field of, of our originating field, our originating field, would be the family field. Is that correct? Right. Right. And I, I realize that one example that I just gave, um, it's true and there's more to it. So as I was kind of moving out from myself and then my family field, and then I chose an organization that I belong to, and then I chose a country that I'm living in. Um, and so here we're going to kind of like, uh, shift over into how this carries forward. Uh, yes, I am an American citizen. Um, I'm first generation on my mother's side and I'm about, let's see, one, two, I'm third generation on my father's side. So, so yes, that's true. And I have an orientation to that. Um, and I have a certain level of belonging to that. But my inherited uh, family piece, my systemic piece, I'm much more in relation to my ancestry, to my country of origin, more than we would believe. So just because we leave a place that we were born or where our parents were born or grandparents, um, doesn't mean that we leave it behind. And it's interesting that that came as, as, as an example, because we see that so often, uh, in a constellation that we are, we may not be fully identified with our family's country of origin on a very deep level, but we definitely have a piece within us that has to do with when that separation occurred. 
So that's how deep those fields of belonging go. So in my mother would have, would have when, when she left and she came to the United States, uh, as a, as a war bride after World War II, she would have had a deep, and she did have a deep allegiance, unknown, sometimes is very known. Different cultures are different and the situations and circumstances around leaving are very different. Um, to that country of origin, to the homeland. So that was a topic that I was, I mean, that was like something I wasn't really thinking that was going to come up, but that has a field. And we see that time and time again in, um, has a field of belonging, our, our country of origin, our family's country of origin. Yeah. So it seems like an un, an un, a hidden or an unknown thread that most of us just aren't aware that we're connected to the, this, this, these fields. And one, one is, one example is a, your country of, of origin or your, or your country. Um, but it's, so, so can you talk about how acknowledging these different types of fields that we belong to, how, how does that support us or how does that connect us? How does that support us? Right. Right. Um, well, I'll, I think I'll answer with like a little, I'll just give a little background to how it works and then make sure I come back to that. But I think we're going to end up there. Um, so, so let's just, we'll just talk a little bit about how it, how it literally works. How do we become in touch with this field when we're doing a constellation? So in, in reflecting about doing this, uh, podcast today, I started thinking, well, there's a field that's present even before someone comes to do a constellation. So once again, there's all kinds of field. I'm kind of setting a field and I'm holding a field for someone to join with. Um, so a field is a holding. It's a naturally occurring, but because I've been doing this for so long, it just kind of naturally occurs. And so people come and we do a constellation. And in that constellation, if we're doing a family constellation, their family field enters the already kind of existing field. So are but you, can I stop you right there? Are you, yeah, yeah. are you, are you like, so a client comes to you, are you initiating a new field or are you, can you say, can you explain that a little bit further? Um, like I said, this was something I just became aware of is I think because I've been doing this for so long, I'm, I'm kind of a holding for the field of constellation work. It's, it's just kind of innately in me. So it, and, and if I know I'm going to do a workshop, if I know I'm going to, uh, work with a client privately, it's, it's just, it's existing. So there's, so there's that. And then let's say we have, we have four people in a con, four constellations in a workshop. Uh, three of them may be a family constellation 
And one of them may be someone that's working with their organization. So here we're just going to kind of talk about different fields for a moment. So when I connect with my client, and I always connect through the heart um, with the family, their family field is what we're sitting with in that constellation. When I'm working with my client that is working with his organization, um, it's the field of the organization that is in the circle. So there are different, uh, there are different, there are different fields that become apparent in a constellation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so back to how does this bring us, uh, how does this resource us? So just to, just to speak briefly because uh, I'll need to give this little background, I think, in every uh, podcast. Um, so when we're setting up a, a constellation, um, I'm in, you know, touch with the client and we've just briefly got in touch with what it is that's in their heart that they would like to be different. And so the, and then I'm discerning, you know, where in their family system, uh, this may have its source. So then the client chooses people to represent family members. And we're talking in terms of a family constellation. There, as I said, there are many different types um, to represent family members. So these representatives are placed in the circle and they become in touch with some true energetic uh, that that person, place or thing that they're representing is. So. It can look very simply, just a simple sensation, uh, uh, a movement, uh, the way the person is looking. It's, it's, it's very subtle and simple and profound. And so as they become in touch with the sensation, they're directly connected to whatever it is. Uh, that they're representing. And so that's lingering in the field is actually <laughs> lingering is, is kind of a, maybe an understatement. Sometimes it can be very alive in the field and it's alive in our life as our current day issues and behaviors and, and outcomes to things. So when we become in touch with, and where does this come from? It's, it's coming from the fact that in the past, there may have been an exclusion. You know, we see if someone was sent away, uh, if a mother died in childbirth, if someone went off to war and didn't come back. Uh, it, it creates this imbalance. It's a, it's an imbalance in the field that we are part of the balancing. And so we're bringing balance to that by 
including it and representing it uh, in our lifetime. And of course, it doesn't belong to us. Yeah. And you're going back to the the overall um, definition or that the morphic field is a naturally occurring is, is a naturally occurring field that that um, desires or desires order and wholeness. Yes. Or, or, you know, on the, you know, on just the, the fundamental, you know, with nature, it, it just kind of holds that it holds order and wholeness. Right. Um, I think as, as we, as we're doing the constellation work, um, we're in touch with the fact that I'm in trust with the fact that it, that it holds the answers and it doesn't mean the answer is like a linear answer it means just through being in that field of inclusion that's the answer it's simple it's not complicated um getting to the source of it um is what the work is about, you know, we might go back in time and see it's a generation or two back. But when we, when we can just be with it, uh, be with whatever it was to include that person, uh, to include that person through, through the process, through speaking the words that haven't been spoken, hearing what hasn't been heard, seeing what hasn't been seen, that usually uh, and allowing then that person to, once that person is seen and included, that gives them the strength to take a level of going to use the word responsibility and when I'm using that word I mean they have the ability to respond and that's what is usually missing so it many things happen in that moment and it's like this you know this domino effect many things happen in that moment uh that generation when we heal in that generation, it just moves out into the family system. So it's that, that one particle affecting all the other particles. Um, it's, it, you know, it's that beautiful balancing act. And it's because the family system is a field that again is wants to, wants to have the order and wholeness and the love, the love flow. And, and that is what's supporting that whole process, right? That's my relationship to it. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that everyone in a family system has the right to belong. It's like kind of a fundamental, you know, natural order of life. Is, and, and, is go ahead. Mm-hmm? No, go ahead. So, so now that with the help of Sheldrake and and, and constellation work. Now that we are, have this awareness of these underlying, um, influences. So now that we can, we can look at our systems as fields and bring that awareness and have that support us. What, how can we use this to, like, 
how can we use the, our, the, our knowledge and our experience and understanding of, of, of morphic fields and of constellations to, to make a difference in our lives? Like, how does it actually work? Well, I think, you, you know, <clears throat> the, <clears throat> the whole purpose is just, just to start with simply the purpose of this, you know, this particular podcast is to bring it to people's awareness that, uh, when you think of yourself, it's not just you. So if you are in the healing or helping profession or just, you know, anyone trying to figure out what's going on with your family, um, it's not just you. So we treat the family as a field. Doesn't mean the family needs to be present, but every client I work with, um, that it's a family situation. I keep deferring back to that. If it's a family situation, even if it's not, I'm, you know, if it's an organization or something, I'm in touch with there's more to them than just the person that's in front of me. That's a big shift in perception right there. So that's something we can do. And it doesn't mean we're doing something, it means that when we're seeing that person that we're having a hard time with, or we're thinking about that parent that we have, uh, you know, excluded from our life, uh, which is impossible to do as we become in touch with this. That's, that's the whole purpose is, is that it's really impossible to step out of your family. I mean, even if someone has been um, uh, estranged for their family for 20 years, what can we do? We can reconnect. The beauty of this work is it doesn't mean you have to pick up the phone and talk to the person. It means that through this work in your heart, something shifts and we become aware, you become aware of the fact that it's not just you, that, that you have your own personal experiences, but those that came before you were burdened. I use the word burdened. Uh, it's usually always, uh, applicable. Uh, in a case like this. So just the shift in that per- perception, like it's not just me, that's something you can do right, right there. Yeah. Um, because it, it just like you're standing in the shoes of another person and it creates a huge level of compassion. Well, and I, and I think, I think people sometimes see themselves as alone or I'm an island or I can leave my family and, and change my life and move away from them and, and be the person I've always wanted to be. And I, I think that when we ignore the fact that there are these fields that we are forever, uh, um, in forever with, <laughs> forever, right. uh, belonging to, right. and, and to, to, to actually acknowledge it and to include it and actually have it um, and support us is, is, I think, a new, a newfound, um, gift and for, for the, for the present day and age. And, 
And um, so, so I think part of what we're doing this podcast is is informing people, hey, this exists, it's real, it's happening. And so, how how can and then to give them the access to to uncover what that means for them for themselves, their family systems, their their organizational systems, whatever systems, um, whatever fields they do belong to. Right, right. You know, and it's something that, uh, yes, it 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 is. It is new in the very specific way that we're working with it. But, you know, in pre-scientific cultures, uh, indigenous cultures, uh, Eastern cultures, this isn't new. I mean, this, th- there are parts of us that are, that are very groundbreaking that we're, we're not talking about today. But just the idea that we're all connected. I mean, you know, we say that all the time. We're all connected. Um, and usually it's said in this beautiful, oh, we're all connected and we're all connected. So it doesn't work just on one hand that makes it beautiful on pink, fluffy clouds. I mean, it's, you know, we sit with all of it. We're all connected. And, um, so yes, ultimately, all of these this field within the field within the field within the field, um, it's all connected. But but some of this is it's old wisdom, you know, it's old ways of knowing that that contemporary modern person is out of touch with and disconnected from. And we're now going back to that uh, wisdom. Which is, which is, to me, is um, I can sigh a big, big relief there, because I think it's a, it's well, it's an, it's a knowing that is, I think, been we've been out of, we've been disconnected from for a long time. So, and then I, I did have a kind of sparked another question. Sure. So when someone says, uh, "Hey, I put, I put it out to the universe um, to manifest something or to have an intention." How does that relate to the field or the fields? Right. Um, so when someone's, I mean, for me, if I was going to speak about the universe, first of all, I'm deeply humbled. That should be my relationship to something that is truly beyond my understanding. So I think it's become a very popular thing for people to say, uh, maybe a little casually. Uh, I put it out to the universe. And um, it, for me, it just doesn't hold a, a grounding. What is that grounded in? Now, if I, if I, stand connected to everything that has been uh, in my family and I feel their strength behind me and I'm connected to everything that's present, the burdens and the blessings and that's in my body and I have moved through it. Um, the universe would not be where I would put it out to. You know, I would be calling on on the resources that I have within me to, you know, access my authentic inheritance. You know, so for me, it's always kind of coming from the core of my being. Um, 
because a lot of times that kind of popular belief, I put it out to the universe, uh, it's, it's taking away of lo- a lot of our ability to, um, be, it's taking, we're sidestepping responsibility, our ability to respond and create from our own source, uh, the outcomes in our life that we really truly desire. Um, so does that answer that question? Is that helpful? Yeah. It, how it felt for me was saying, putting it out to the universe felt like a spiraling out of my body and, and then putting it in your, the terms, what you said, it kind of embodied and I felt supported by my, um, my ancestors. I felt supported by the earth. I felt supported by my own body and, and my history. And so there was a definite, um, Hey, I'm in my, I'm in my human experience right now. Right. And, and having, having the, the strength, um, strength here. Right. Right. It, but you know, you, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> Because, yeah, it just feels like somebody's lost, you know, and they don't have their, their grounding. Like, where do I stand? What do I stand for? How do I see things through? Um, what guides me? What am I in touch with that really guides me in a very deep level? Um, that's not my mind and that, that isn't the ego mind that has, you know, learned my language and learned how to manipulate it, but really what's coming from the core of my being, um, that, that is now free of the limitations of that family inheritance. So we're kind of talking about this manifesting on the other side of, you know, transforming our, um, the difficulties in our family inheritance and getting to the point where we can call upon the blessings, you know, who, you know, who was it that that was that breakthrough person in our lineage? We don't see the people that came before us, uh, necessarily in that way, but, uh, it doesn't mean that, that, Every step of the way, there weren't breakthroughs. There weren't people that were pushing the edge of this field of belonging, you know, and stretching the limits in a good way. And that's some, you know, and that's something we can do, um, uh, when we do a constellation after, uh, just thinking ab- about the morphogenic field and the attributes of it, um, there, you know, it stretches. So when we, when we, when we take that step that is, uh, maybe out of our comfort zone, uh, to, you know, to, to, to do a constellation or, or to do something that stretches us out of our comfort zone, then we're actually, you know, we're creating, a, um, a larger field for us. And, uh, there's a way to kind of nurture 
the work that we do that kind of starts to build the muscle of, of how the field has been stretched in a good way. Um, it's, you know, it's like it, we're talking about the field as opposed to, you know, creating new neural pathways. But the more you stand in that place, the more you stretch into that place, uh, the more it becomes. Mm. I love that. That feels, uh, <laughs> well, that feels, it feels freeing and it feels like I don't, I don't have to, to, to do all this, all this work. It almost, it's just, it's a, so it's such a support. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it does, it asks us to be present with it to do this work. Um, it is, it is a work, but it's, it's just amazing how things can shift and change for participants and for everyone involved in it, in a, in a very, uh, profound and effective and many times really fast, uh, manner. Well, it's, it's almost, it's, and it's natural and it, and it's loving and it's, and there's order and wholeness to it. So it does feel like it's not a whole lot of work. Um, it's almost, it's, it's like a natural movement. It is a natural movement. And, <laughs> and, and yeah. it, it, it is a natural movement. And for me, it feels like that's very much about what this time is about, this time on the planet. Um, we are, it's not about sitting around in our comfort zone. And, um, you know, I'll probably do a podcast, uh, about that specifically. But, uh, you know, we can see everyone's called to make their unique contribution right now. And people are trying very sincerely to make a difference and be present. And so we, you know, this is the time to 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 really be working very directly with anything that inhibits us that way. Great. Krista, we are yeah. just about out of time here. So can you uh let our listeners know how they can contact you and and what's coming up that you'd like to talk about? Yes, thank you. Uh this was wonderful. I really as always I just I'm really grateful. Um for our time together, Megan. Absolutely. Um, so you can contact me at, uh, the easiest way is uh, my website through the contact uh, link on that is familyconstellationwork.com. That's pretty easy to remember. And um, in the upcoming episodes, we, I believe the next two, we're going to talk about um, going deeper with constellation work. And we're going to talk about, in a separate episode, we're going to talk about continuing on this thread with uh, what supports us that, and what is present with us that we're not aware of, is the heart field. And, uh, how that creates this resonance field of, of knowing and belonging. So with that, I think we're going to say thank you. Thank you, listeners. Uh, yes, definitely please subscribe 
to us on iTunes and Stitcher and share the word. And uh, we're, we're pleased to be, be bringing this to you through this medium. So thank you and have a beautiful, a beautiful day. Yeah. Thanks, Krista. Thanks, everybody. For more information on how you can experience constellation work through personal sessions via telephone or Skype, upcoming workshops, immersion learning programs, and online special topics training, please go to familyconstellationwork.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing to our podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean.